Yo, yo, yo. Good afternoon to all the viewers, to all the subscribers. Uh, welcome back to another edition of 343 Podcast. As always, joined with my co-host AF, my other co-host Riaz. Uh, notice that the smiles are not as big in Riaz's camp, but I think AF might give us a smile right now. I thought that was a magician. Sorry, I thought it was going to happen. Um, guys, how was the weekend? Um, how's things going, Riaz? Let's let's go with you there. <laughs> How are you feeling, yeah, Bob? Not too bad. I was uh, sick. I'm recovering slightly, so I might sound a bit uh, odd. Um, but yeah, it's been not too bad. It's, it's almost the uh, next weekend again, and it's international break, which is always gets me down. But you know, uh, yeah. we move on. I think use this time to maybe introduce yourself to your family again, you know, because this is the time that all all the football fans get to meet their loved ones, their significant others, you know, this international break, this boring period, I think it's the best time to touch some grass, go outside for a bit, you know. Is it again one week only? Um, well, yeah. We, one and a half weeks. One and a half yeah. weeks, yeah. And I think yeah. if, you, if you're from Cape Town, then I think you should be at the beach, eh? Uh, this... There's weather's calling for it, maybe some beach footy and stuff like that. AF, how's things with you, man? Yeah, good, man. Good. I think um, I'm I'm looking at this break uh, from a different point of view. Don't have to worry about any bad VAR, uh, VAR calls for any of the, the clubs in the Premier League, yeah. uh, any of the clubs in the Champions League. So, yeah, some, some peace of mind uh, in that regard. But, yeah, other than that, uh, United... Came away with a win, uh, thankfully. Um, yeah, it's like it's not like the football's improving or anything like that. It's just like okay, coming coming away with with a win. A yeah, a win, and, a win is a, a win. A win's a win. A win's a win. But um, yeah, I saw that there was some news today regarding the the ownership. Um, Richard Arnold is left yeah. United. Um, no, no longer the CEO. Uh, we got a, a guy called Patrick Stewart. As an interim, um, not 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 Professor Xavier, guys. Okay, not I mean, Xavier. To say now because I mean that's maybe something that Man United need, but I mean I don't know why <laughs> I didn't talk to that show. This dude is a a Huddersfield Huddersfield Town. What um what what's that club name? Huddersfield Town. Yeah, he's a he's a fan of these. Um, apparently, he's been uh, attending United meetings for a while. Uh, but yeah, he's only the the interim at the moment, okay. and then the rumors are saying that a guy called Jean Claude Blanc will be the long term CEO. I thought you were gonna um, go with the karate kid and the professor. I honestly thought so. I can imagine yeah. him and like Sancho yeah, it's fighting. All happening at United, eh? it's all happening. You never know yeah. what's going to pop up. But yeah, so some some direction with regards to our ownership. Um, Hopefully, it's a, a di- direction in the positive sense. Uh, yeah. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that all of this thing that I mean, Sir G- Jim Ratcliffe is taking over 25 percent of of the club. Apparently, according to rumors, he's going to be uh, handling the sporting side of the club, not uh, really doing anything on the commercial side. And that's probably mm-hmm. even the one thing that's lacking, uh, because I mean, our owners never ever really thought about uh, the sporting side. We haven't had a sporting director. I think we're the only club in the Premier League without a sporting director. So, yeah, interesting time times ahead for a United fan. No, that's good to hear, man. And I think maybe the 
maybe it's filtered into the team's performances recently. Maybe it's not been the best, but I mean, results-wise, things have started to look almost like it's like it's going up. Um, we obviously exclude the the Champions League game. Um, more contentious VAR decisions there. Um, but yeah, just looking at this last two Premier League games, and we saw the one 0 against Fulham, and I think it was one 0 against Luton as well. Um, did you catch both of the games? And is there any sort of a positive that we can grab onto? And I say we, um, not a Man United fan, but maybe can Man United fans hold on to something from those two results? So, and I know, like on past, past episodes, like I've crucified this man, but Harry <laughs> Maguire has been good, guys. Yeah. The past, the past few weeks, Harry Maguire has not been bad. I won't have it. Um, I won't have it. He's, he hasn't he hasn't been world class, but I mean he's been yeah. bit much better. I, I think that captaincy, like take relieving him of that captaincy, has yeah. been a game changer for him. He he looks like he's um, playing with more freedom uh, freedom than what he used to. And yeah, yeah other than that, um, Marcus Rashford is in the worst form of his life. I think. I don't. I don't think there's any sort of purple patch in his future right now. Um, everything's just not happening for him. I mean, that red card, like you said, in in the in the Champions League, uh, that was definitely a game changer. If he stayed on, United wins that game, yeah. game easily. Um, but yeah, like another VAR contentious decision, and. Yeah, it's it's just not going going right for him. I think Harry Maguire had this same patch of form um, for the last like two years, like last year and the year before, um, yeah. where things just weren't going his way. He played yeah. for England and then he got sent off there, and yeah, it, it seems like the same thing is happening to Rashford right now. So I don't know, man. Like from a United fan, if say for example somebody comes in with a a hundred mil offer for Marcus <laughs> Rashford. I'm, yeah. And I'm 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 shooting for the stars with that one, um, yeah. but if they do, I think United would be extremely silly to turn that down. Um, yeah. That's some really good money for a player that's really not hitting his stride right now, and we've been waiting years and years for him to consistently hit his stride. Um, yeah. He's he's hit like really good patches of form. Uh, last season, I think, was a really really good season for him, but. Yeah. There's no consistency, man. Like I'm, I'm struggling to see him um, find that sort of form again this season. You, you never know. You can make me eat my words right now um, going on uh, for the next like, eight months or so. But yeah, like I, 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 don't, I don't see any other positives right now. Like I said, I, I don't think our, our passages of play are that great. Um, we are looking at like lucky wins or stuff. Um, Hoyland, I feel extremely sorry for him. Yeah. <laughs> the dude is like he's himself into really good positions. And whenever he's trying to score in the Premier League, it's going straight to the keeper, it's hitting the crossbar or something like that. But yeah, I still think yeah. he's gonna come good. Yeah, I think if the form from the Champions League is anything to show, I think Hoyland definitely there's there's something there. I'm not sure if the and we we, we say that it contrast very much when you play Champions League versus Premier League football because it's obviously a different kind of pressure. Um, I do think there's a there's a player there. And yeah, maybe it's now just to build on this momentum of this two Premier League wins. 
I think what the tactic should be is low block, low block, low block, score in the 89th minute, go back to low block, and hope that they don't add on eight minutes because then maybe yeah. you could possibly concede, right? So I think that's the game plan for the foreseeable future. Get us to Christmas. Like, stay there, right? Because, I mean, currently, where's, where's United? Like, like sixth or something, isn't it? It's not, like, yeah. massively far. Uh, I mean, five points or something. Yeah. yeah five and points everything that, that's gone wrong, both off the field and on the field with all those areas, I think it's, I wouldn't say it's, like, positive, positive, but you're still there. It's two. It's two good wins, and it is literally a one or oh, two wins, not good wins. Um, yeah, Riaz, and we, we we ended up relying on that defeat on against um that Newcastle had this weekend. Yeah, um, I didn't expect that to happen. So I don't yeah, think anybody expected that. it. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it, it's just those two wins, and then just some some favorable results, and then suddenly things can look up and okay maybe it's just a plaster over a crack and maybe you actually need to sort out the whole foundation which is what you would obviously hope would happen now but um yeah let's just see what what this future holds i think this next run of fixtures shouldn't be too challenging maybe you can correct me on that if you have any standout games but i think it's just about keeping that, that momentum isn't it riaz just while yeah. afc in that day um yeah, you've we've obviously both of our teams have gone through similar things, and we are up on this every episode. But yeah, is it just a case of just keeping at it and just winning it, even if it's ugly, even if it's one nil or a deflected goal or something like that? Is that all it is at this moment in time? For now, I think uh, it's it's okay. It's it, it does does a job, I guess. Yeah. Um, especially with the team that they currently have and the way that they're playing, they are playing some shocking soccer, but. Yeah. Um, I mean, as long as you get the result, that's all that matters, and that that helps you kind of, as you said, paper over the cracks, um, and that kind of allows them to find their feet. Which is weird because we thought last season was them finding their feet, and they played really, really well. Yeah. So for them to be refinding their feet is a bit a bit weird for me because I thought this was the season for them to kick on and actually challenge for the top. Yeah. Yeah. So because they did so well last season, so. It's 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 a bit odd to see the regression that that they've gone through, but yeah. yeah, as long as they get as long as they're getting the the results, I think it's going to be okay. Like I've said, I think the, the 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 biggest the biggest issue currently, or not the biggest, the biggest issue is the pattern of play which they don't have. But the second biggest issue I would say is um, the Marcus Rashford form situation, yeah, which is also nonsensical. It makes no sense. It just drops off and then it comes back up and then it drops off again. There's yeah. no consistency there whatsoever. Yeah. And I, I kind of like the fact that he's stabilizing the back four now, even though it is Evans and Maguire. Um, yeah. I'm not sure why Varane isn't playing. We're still coming back from an injury or something. But Varane is um, so gone, guys. What mm. do you mean he's so he's, gone? He's so gone. <laughs> I, I don't see him staying past the end of the season at United, in all honesty. That's bold. But then... But then you need another. Oh, you have Martinez. But then you need another centre back. Then I mean, what's going on? They'll probably get, get somebody in. But um, I mean, there there were those rumours two weeks ago that he fell out with. Um, I, I don't know if it was with Eric Ten Hag or if it was with yeah. the management or or something like that. Um, and yeah, that's why Peran's been. He comes on in like with two minutes to play and. Um, yeah. People like Lindelof, Evans, they they play ahead of him. 
compare that to the start of the season where Maguire, Lindelof, they were eating bench every day. Um, yeah. Varane and, and Licha, they they would start that was our, our opening pair. And like, there's, yeah. there's no two ways about that. And, yeah. and now it's just like, okay, uh, plans have changed. Varane, he's not even like third choice now. He's basically last choice center back, which is... <laughs> It makes no sense. Yeah, it makes no sense. I mean, yes, World Cup winner, five-time Champions League winner. Yeah, Champions League by the hand. At least you have one Bissaka back. That's a that's a good thing, I guess. Yeah, and also I heard West West Brown's come out to retirement, so put him next to <laughs> Bonnie Evans, and yeah, you can get the old throw it back. Throw it back. Throw it back, bro. What Winning mentality, you guys. Winning mentality. It's all, it is. It's all about the mentality, yeah. Um, yeah, but just touching on mentality now, and um, I think last week's episode we had we had recorded a bit earlier, so it was Monday. Um, it was before that Premier League Classic that had happened. Um, Riaz, I unfortunately have to segue to you now. You're talking about patterns of play, and I swear if you asked the Spurs fan last season, I don't think they would have known what that was. But now your good mate has now set it up that you guys have some decent pattern of play, albeit for this last two results. Um, what is that emotion like now? I mean, you're flying at the start of the season. You might have tapered off maybe with a draw to here, but now it's like two two losses back to back. What is the what is the mood? Um, mood is still quite decent. Um, I like I said last week on that Monday before the game, it's, it's going to unravel at some point, and it just happened to unravel yeah. all in that game all together at once. We had injuries, <laughs> we had red cards, yeah. suspensions, everything in the one game all went. To crap so yeah. um it's kind of i'm still trying to keep a level here though like and it's not even like injuries or and suspensions of people that we don't care about it's like mm-hmm. the main our, yeah. our important core of the team are all now yeah. gone both center backs the left back and and the, the creative midfielder all four mm-hmm. are gone and that yeah. is a bit of a problem because we only have an 11 we don't really have depth in the squad um yeah. as shown this week uh, having lost again, but um, last week's what do you game, mean you don't have deep in the squad, you have Eric Dyer. Amazing, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Eric, Eric Dyer equals Harry Maguire. That's what I'm saying. Um, they're basically the same person. I mean, so whatever you may think about Harry Maguire, Eric Dyer is the same. Well, I will say that he came on again in the Chelsea game and he did decently. He like he played okay, yeah. it wasn't shocking which is what we expect. So that's good, at least. Um, and I think in this this past week, we had to start Dyer and Davis in the, as a centre-back yeah. pairing, which is she was. And then the, the middle three was Saar, Basuma, and Hoibia with no creativity in it. Um, so that was really surprising. So in that first 15 minutes against Chelsea, against Chelsea I thought we were going to play them off the park. I thought it was going to be 3-4-0. Crazy, yeah. It was going to be easy, 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 yeah. easy work on a Monday night. And um, it was going to be trolled. And then we started getting frantic. Um, Romero, I mean, there's your mentality right there. We spoke, just spoke about mentality yeah. now. We spoke uh, about he, he, always have, he always has one of those in him. And yeah. in a big game, you really, really don't need that. That's why I was surprised when they gave him the vice captaincy at the beginning of the season. Because that's yeah. not something that you need from any sort of leadership group on, in, on the field. And he doesn't do that for Argentina either. Like he's very level-headed when he plays for Argentina. So why at club level does he have to be 
ridiculous. Like that is there's, a ridiculous. There's thing. no Messi at, at Spurs. That's why. He shouted at him. He, he knows. Yeah. He knows. If he does that for Argentina, he's out of the team immediately. Never I don't even shouts, right? Messi just looks at you and he's like, okay, yeah, guys. Sorry, it's like that that old father stay just looks in the rear view mirror and, and you you know already you've done something <laughs> even if you don't know it yet but uh, yeah so that game I, I, you see people have been telling me that it's against Chelsea when you go down to 10 or you go down to 9 they've been so bad this season that you can just sit in a low block and let them try and beat you yeah which I understand and I get that but I also really like the way that we approached the game, even though we were 10 or 10 or 9 men uh, on the field. Mm. The way that he sort of, I guess we should say, attacked with, with that amount of people on the field was very interesting. Yeah. Instead of going low, he went extremely high. Mm. He condensed the pitch, not in our half, but in their half. And yeah. he still gave us chances to score, which was with nine men is super interesting. Like, I mean, I Eric, Eric Dyer's goal that was actually disallowed. That is like, that's a finish, bro. That's like, yeah. in the top right. The offside flag beat us there. Mm. And but, then um, also, like, what, what Ange said afterwards, he was like, mate, if, we five, if, we, if we're down to five people, we're still having a crack. And yeah. that's actually great mentality, but also not great for. Um, other managers because they're like, okay, try to try to get these oaks like sent off, try to 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 like tempt them to like perform these like really rash challenges, get them mm. down. We're gonna get them wide open and and like we know that we'll end up scoring. You see, you see, the high line only works when you have Mickey there at the back, and that's why, like I said, I, I think I told you guys yeah. in the group, I'm not watching until Mickey's back because mm. Mickey yeah. is such an important part time. of. Yeah, it's okay. I accept. Um, <laughs> Mickey is such an important part of how the backline works and with that high line. I mean, he's one of the fastest defenders in the in, in the Premier League. Yeah. One of the fastest centre-backs. So he, he covers well and he covers Romero's rational, like, irrational thinking very well. Mm. Um, so yeah, so it was interesting to see us play with nine men on the halfway line or just, just try of it. We did really well for like, I think, 25 to 30 minutes. We kept him at, it was 1-1 or 2-1, whatever the case may be. And then the floodgates kind of opened, which was expected. But we created chances. Like, with nine men on the field, we still created three or four chances to score, which yeah. is unbelievable because of the way we condensed the pitch. And we were because we condensed the pitch, we were still able to press in that small man-for-man, yeah. um, -man, in that small space. So that was really interesting, the tactical decision there. And then uh, this weekend, I think they scored in the, both, both goals in the uh in yeah, extra time 91 and then 97 yeah so uh, okay. that was i was just oh, left so yeah just left so yeah yeah that was that was so poor game management uh, like such poor game, game management right at the end yeah, it was probably down to the the lack of experience or the lack of minutes from the guys that are on the field mm. um but other than that it's it's wolves and i mean the wolves if it wasn't like not none of it was anybody else but wolves kind of deserve some luck going their way uh this season they've had yeah shocking be, luck. yeah Genuinely, yeah. they've had shocking luck and they've played really, really well. Like last season, I hated Bournemouth for some reason. Everybody else, you guys liked Bournemouth. I hated them. Um, and I thought that it was down to the way that they played. But now that I see Gary O'Neill playing at Wolves and his style of play, yeah. I actually really, really like Wolves a lot. Yeah. So they deserved a bit of luck and yeah, well done to them. As we are going to struggle because we have, I think we have Aston Villa next and then Manchester City mm. after that. So rough times ahead without the first first choice starting 
backline as well as the as well as Madison. Hopefully, Madison can be back. Otherwise, we we're really screwed. I think he's back like the twenty fifth. I think so. Yeah, like watching that game, right? The Spurs Chelsea game. I thought once you're down to nine men, and also to be fair, I feel like Udogi could have been gone before he was actually gone. I feel like Romero could have possibly yeah. also yeah. been gone before he was gone. Um, I felt right, and I might counteract your point now. I felt like it was very foolish to try that eye line. You at one one right, and you. You have all the odds backed against you. And it's fine if it works out of the high line. But I think you actually, they and set you guys up to be exposed and rather use that as the thing as like, we were nine men, but we like still had a had a go at it. Like assess the whole situation, see that Chelsea, because I mean, also it took Chelsea like 20 minutes to break that high line. Yeah. Like professional footballers can't run offside line, don't know what a third man run is. And then, as soon as they do it, slow the run down, put the ball through, somebody puts it across, finishes. I mean, you had a nine-minute attack from Nicholas Jackson who couldn't even finish if there was nobody on the field. Um, yeah. And he somehow managed to finish chances. there. I was like, yo, this guy's... And he's shameless as well. He's celebrating like he's had one of the best games ever. Like, scandalous. <laughs> You're playing against Diane Davies. In a nine, against a nine-man team. And then eventually, yeah, against a nine-man team. And then, um, yeah, so I, I felt that was a bit reckless from like Ange. And I, I fully believe that you have to stick to principles. And that's perfect. But in a situation like that, and okay, it's easy for me to say because I've never managed anywhere close to that level. I mean, I've, I've done it for under nine team. And I said, guys, let's stay. Let's do low block. But that was like you won one and you'll have a chance because it showed if you just kept the patience and then you almost gave the game away because Chelsea would eventually break the seal. And then once the seal was broken, the floodgates yeah. were just going and could have been six or seven. If you, if you do that against city, if you do that against Liverpool, if you do that against Arsenal, I think you spanked a lot more than four one. Um, but yeah, that's why I can sit here on this chair and comment because I know nothing. <laughs> this is just from, from my perspective. Um, yeah, but it's just two it's two losses. And probably if you ask for the start, the start at the beginning of the season, Spurs fans would have absolutely taken it, right? Yeah. You still you still it's the same with Man United. It's just two wins and a few favorable results, and you're still back in this. I still think it's a good start by Spurs' previous years. Yeah, yeah. and I mean you 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 got like you guys are playing City in two weeks' time on the third yeah. of December. So yeah. that's a, a possible top of the table clash happening right yeah. there. We're already fourth only, so it's not no longer. No, no, top. no. But like, I'm like you, like you understand what I'm saying. There's like, yeah, yeah. like a minute, like, like there's a couple of points that like separate you guys. So like yeah, a win, a win over City, or possible win over City. Well. Yeah. Yeah, but we we can't win that game anymore. It's done. It's already over. <laughs> Okay, I see what he's doing, a little reverse psychology for all the psychologists We have, out we there. have no centre-backs for that game. <laughs> yeah, we're we're going to have to win the game with Diane Davis you'll have, again. You'll have Romero back by then. No, he won't. Nah, man, he's he's going to be back as well. That, that guy's finally at his knee off. He's, he's ready to soldier. <laughs> he's ready to strap in and strap on. Yeah, no. Nah, look, it's, it's going to be interesting. Right, and I say that all the time, but I think it's just how you manage and just manage expectations in this time period where, like you say, yeah, you are without players. 
right? So yeah. maybe don't go with a gango style to Man City when you know that all they need is a little bit of chaos because I think City thrive in that chaos. And I think we saw it in this weekend's game. Give them a little bit of space. Give them a little bit of maybe your fullback pushes up too much. They will expose it. So, yeah, I think maybe you have to be a bit flexible now in terms yeah, of tactics. Yeah, it's going to be... I, I'm, I'm still... Actually, the first the first game that I'm worried about is Villa because Aston Villa, the home team... They are on one at the moment. Um so we'll be playing at home, thank goodness. But uh, yeah. so yeah, first first Villa, and then if we can get past Villa, we'll see about City after that, I guess. Nah, it should be good, man. It should be good. But also, yeah, so moving on to City, and we obviously know what they're capable of. I don't think we expected the sort of result we saw over the weekend. AF, did you catch the game? I hope you did, because if you didn't, you missed the classic. No, no, no. It was it was quality, eh? Um, and I don't think you can emphasize enough how selling a a player to a rival um, would impact how that team where they're going to would play against you. And yeah. in Chelsea's case, you have Cole Palmer and you have Raheem Sterling, uh, both yeah. played under Pep Guardiola. Both knows his management style. Um, yeah. Both have been to millions of meetings, training, practice meetings, um, training sessions yeah. with him. Um, so that's definitely things that they could feed back to Mauricio Pochettino, um, telling him ways and giving him ideas on how to break down this mm-hmm. defense. I mean, it's not often that you see City conceding four goals. So yeah. um, there's, there's definitely been some some feedback um, because, uh, like at times, some of those goals looked a bit too easy for my liking. Yeah. No, so I don't know. It's crazy, right? Because I think Chelsea, and I think I saw this somewhere on X somewhere, they were talking about how Chelsea raised the intensity when they play bigger teams. So you would look at a game like the Chelsea, the Chelsea Liverpool game at the start of the season. I think they had done very well for a team that was freshly bought and a new manager as well. I think the Arsenal game, maybe Arsenal more poor, but Chelsea still had to score the goals. They had to still create the chances and stuff like that. And in the City game, they just raised that intensity. And I think where they struggle is maybe like we saw against Brentford. Brentford are not going to succumb to what Chelsea is doing. Chelsea play like a lot of a lot of emphasis on your wingers cutting in and your fullbacks going and a lot of uh, through through passes in the middle channel. Sorry, my English is failing me now. Um, and then Brentford just come and they sit and they just catch on the counter and stuff like that. So, yeah, that, that game Sunday was like, it was chaos, man. <laughs> yeah. It was like an old school game of you score, then I score. And it's like FIFA, you know, FIFA says that oh, <laughs> once you score, you're always susceptible to concede. And that's literally what happened. It was like within the space of five minutes and then there were just goals that were coming in. Riaz, what did you think of that game? Yeah, it was a great game. Um, I think exactly what you said, it was chaos. And I think that was actually by design um, because I think that both, well, there's two people that we haven't spoken about yet that I think deserves a lot of credit for um, for Chelsea's, not resurgence, but just the game, that that game certainly in general. And that's Pochi, who masterminded, and I'm going to say masterminded, that that draw, I guess, by... Making sure that in transition, 
Chelsea were, or that they knew what they, they wanted to do. So as soon as the yeah. ball was transitioned, Chelsea were on the attack. Raheem Sterling was against yeah. Kyle Walker, and Sterling yeah. took it to Kyle Walker one-on-one, uh, yeah. more often than not, which we never see. And that caused the, the other centre-back to go and have to help Kyle Walker, which freed up the space for Cole Palmer, who cut inside. So if you, if you look yeah. at the heat maps of the two teams, Palmer was actually basically next to, just behind Jackson. He wasn't on the wide, he was behind yeah. Jackson, and Gallagher was the one who played wide, which was interesting. Okay. So yeah. what happened was they used Gallagher on the defense to, to basically interrupt the, the, the pattern of play. And then on the transition, yeah. they broke and they crossed the crossfield ball to Sterling. Palmer was inside, they gave the ball to him, and that's how they were kind of able to engineer yeah. the, um, the attacks, which was really, really yeah. interesting. And then, so, and then the second person I wanted to say was, was Gallagher, Gallagher himself. Gallagher yeah. is actually super underrated, I feel, because the work that he gets done on the field is... He's relentless. Yeah. He's like he's a, yeah. he's like a dog. He just goes in there and he does all the hard work and he gets no no plaudits for it. Um, he's not yeah. great. Like he's not a flashy player. He's not going to get you goals all the time. He's not going to yeah. play you through balls. He's not going to do all the flashy stuff. But he's going to go in there. Yeah. He's going to press hard and he's going to win those balls for you. Um, and I think that's that's super crucial for a team like Chelsea, especially if yeah. you wanted to beat City on the on the transition, which is how they did it. Because, like you said, it was end to end. Like as soon as Chelsea got the ball, they were on the yeah. other end, and then City got the ball and it was back this way again. So yeah. it was very interesting to see. And uh, Thiago Silva, man, the man's almost forty, and he's yeah. just relentless as well. He's unbelievable. Like my favorite defender yeah. of all time. What a guy, honestly. Just but what a guy. Just, just back to 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 Gallagher again. I mean, he was the subject of a move away from Chelsea on deadline day. Um, yeah. I think there was a, a loan move. Um, that, I think we wanted that, him actually. Yeah, that, that yeah, felt sure. on deadline oh, okay. day. Yeah. And it's so insane how things turn out, eh? Um, yeah. he, he doesn't get all the all the praise and stuff like that, but I mean, like like he has is like he, he does so much work on the field and I mean he's he's captain for a reason. Um there's probably things yeah. that's happening behind the scenes that uh, that yeah. we don't know about that he's actually really good at. Um and, yeah. and the players probably have so much respect for him as well. Um, yeah, so it was like uh, really, really top stuff, like pointing that that out. Um, and I don't think Raheem Sterling has had a game that good for for Chelsea since he moved. Yeah, and I think it was just the fact that he's going up against City once to prove a point. And I think he was man of the match. Um, I know Cole Palmer got got the award. But I think Jerome yeah. Sterling, like he definitely yeah. should have gotten man of the match instead. Yeah. Cole Palmer got it because I mean he he equalized right at the end. It was like nerves of steel and all those things. Um but yeah, Raheem Sterling, I think Jeremy Duck was still chilling in his pocket, if I'm not mistaken. You mean Walker? Yeah. Look, so yeah, I think Raheem deserves more praise in the English space as well. Um I think that we we long know that uh, English media has a particular bias, right, to to players of color and how they get scapegoated when the other wingers maybe don't do as much or other players don't do as much. I think he's been he's been disadvantaged because of his past, but I think yeah, he, he turned up and it's also I think there's only been two wingers really that have looked at and over the years have watched that ran at Carl Walker was absolutely no fear, and that was Mane when he was at Liverpool. Mm. Absolutely 
terrorize Kyle Walker any time he had no fear. Because, I mean, Kyle, he's a physically imposing defender. He's quick. He has a bit of mental to him as well, which can unnerve players. And then you had Raheem Sterling, who just absolutely put on a clinic. Like, literally, how to occupy yeah. right back, you know, how to keep them engaged, keep them honest, so that, you know, because Kyle Walker's known for those bombing runs. But I think adding to Riaz's point where they knew what transition elements needed to be in place, I think Walker couldn't do as much. And I think that's why we saw a kanji drifting in more, rather, as opposed to Walker going... Um, so yeah, it was it was a crazy game. Um, yeah, I think the reason Conor Gallagher is captain is because their first choice, Reese James, is injured. Their second choice, Ben Chilwell, was injured, and then Conor Gallagher was the next boy that they found from academy football, and they just put him in there. Um, but yeah, also agree with you. I was very super uh, like under underrated, um, and I think it's because he's playing in a midfield where he's got Caicedo who came for like 100 and something, and then Enzo also came for 100 and something. So it's like, let's Don't not look at Lavia the other guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Lavia well, didn't even touch the field, maybe like once or twice. Um, so, yeah, I think it's it was a good game for Premier League football. I think, yo, it was just, it was crazy. I think when you looked at the stats of the XG, and all the chances that were missed, and I think there was maybe a goal that was disallowed here or there, or maybe there's a chance that could have been finished. It like, could easily have been a 5-5, could have been a 5-4, could have been a 6-4 even. Um, but yeah. I think what also, I think what also helped, uh, uh, one more thing on that, is what also helps um, just the mentality of, of Sterling going up against Kyle Walker is that he would have done it day in, day out in training for five years, or however long he was there at City for. So he has yeah, no fear yeah. to take on Walker at all whatsoever. It's all in his yeah. brain. He knows how to get yeah. past him. He knows everything about him. So I think that also helped him a lot in terms of his mentality. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, it comes at an awkward time. Obviously, this break, after we had such an exciting week, we have international break. Um, but, Jens, I'd just like to thank you for the time you were able to chalk out today. Uh, AF, as always, where can the folks find you? Social, um, at least. AF Parker 642 on all socials. I'm not actually going to even go through it anymore, but it's just same handle, same handle all through comic book talk, sports talk, cricket, soccer, everything, the works, NBA currently. Um, Yeah, give me a follow. That's great. Riaz, I see that you've Um, been tweeting a lot before. I've been getting notifications. They say maybe you know this follower. I'm trying to I'm trying to tweet more uh, at Parker and I mean at Parker and yeah that's what it is. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to you know I guess be more active on Twitter I suppose. Yeah, you can get me on. There. No, for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm at Jason underscore Ronnie and we are at Sportygast. Yeah, follow the channel. Radio. More important. Yeah, yeah. So so leave all of us right and just follow the channel please and share the videos and. Yeah, comment if there's something that you want us to touch on uh, in the sporting world. Yeah, let's let's have a let's have a look. Let's let's try and broaden our fan base. And if there's something that we need to chat, maybe we 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 can look at that. Um, but yeah, as always, thanks for the love, thanks for the support, thanks for the comments, the likes, the shares. Um, yeah, and thank you to you guys as well for availing us. That is that is it. <laughs> have a good week, gents. See you soon. Cheers, cheers. Yeah.